We're getting cream, people. Oh, Florence Nightingale over here play a little defense. Larry, I missed one shot. That was a big shot. Mark, yeah. keep floating where you are. You're doing great. Right. Denny, take the deep shots. Okay. Greg, nobody's expecting much out of you, so if I set you up with the ball, you think you can jump up and spike it? No. Yeah, I'd have to be pretty high, but yeah. I bet you would, Panama Red. <laughs> All right, everybody looks sharp. Greg! <laughs> friends to the show that never ends grown-up rock podcast and another trivia episode concocted by the incredibly strange and disturbing mind of sunny hollywood poony and now supposedly you got the the cruise sippy cup there with uh the generic brand of ripple what was it called it's mad dog 1010 i can't afford the mad dog 2020 I don't think it's nice to laugh about it either because, you know, some of us aren't uh, rich and famous like Hollywood. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) So this whole month of August, we've been doing this 1990 themed each week with a different episode. This is just another week where we're doing this trivia episode that centers around 1990. And we've, of course, invited a couple of friends to come along and enjoy the fun with us because you and I were absolutely no fun on our own. So why not bring some people to the party? And so who did we bring, Sonny? Who's joining us for this uh, fiesta? I have no idea. Okay. Well, I do. And so, <laughs> so I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and introduce them. <laughs> I ain't doing no work. I ain't introducing nobody. I don't care who the hell's on. You're just here to call out questions, right? That's right. All right. So both of them are returning guest friends of the podcast. We'll start with Tony Musalem, our guitar playing friend from Restain. What's up, Tony? Restain. Uh, hey, he took the R out. Did you notice? Yeah, restained. That's our. Uh, that's our. That's our. Uh... Hey, at least I didn't say shit stain, did I? <laughs> hey, sometimes I slur my words just like Hollywood. So shut it. What do you mean sometimes? <laughs> you drop R's and and letters all over the place. Do I? Oh, all the time. Really? God damn. Oh it. yeah. Like say brought. 
brought. Nah, see, when you're in a sentence, you say bought. bought. <laughs> well, I did bought. I bought something yesterday. And I, I bought something yesterday, and I brought it to the and party. And you bought it home. And then I brought it home. <laughs> I bought Mad Dog 1010, and I brought, and you bought it, it home. And I brought it home. <laughs> also a returning guest, our friend from, let's see, he's got a lot of things going on right now, from the In Obscuria podcast and his own band, The Swear, Kevin Williams. What's going on, Kevin? What's up? I'll be your other Southern person on here, so you guys can make fun of me, too. That's fine. <laughs> Dude, you're the best-looking guy on this podcast. Can't make fun of you. The mic's in front of my face. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> Thank God he's married. Now, this is... Hold on a second. This is interesting. Tony and I are about uh, 60 miles apart from each other. How close do you guys live? Probably about maybe 40 miles, Kevin. Yeah, I was going to say less than that. <laughs> and, then we, and we're 3,000 miles apart from each other. That is crazy, dude. Yeah, it is kind of weird. Any right. chance, Kevin, that you drove by Lawrenceville today? Because I drove by Tony's house today. I haven't been in a car in weeks. You don't even go to the park on weekends? We've just been here. Yeah, getting stuff delivered, just hanging out at the house. Wow. Still on total lockdown, huh? Eh, sort of self-imposed. Okay. Yeah. Even though Atlanta went back down on lockdown recently, and so did California, right? We didn't go back on lockdown. Um, We were, wave three was supposed to be like indoor malls. You can go to a restaurant at half capacity, that kind of thing. That got backed off. Retailers are still open. If you had an exterior entrance at a mall, you can still go. You can still go get food. You still go get Target, Walmart, whatever. So we're not on complete lockdown by any means. I got a note from my Sam's Club saying that we had to wear masks if we wanted to enter the building, which no big deal for me. I would have done that anyway, but apparently we got some hard-headed people that don't necessarily want to do that. Some dude just got killed. Do you see that? He didn't want to wear a mask, and he yep. was a big stink and got killed. Yeah, I did really? see that. Yep. Wow. In Atlanta? I don't think it was Atlanta. Oh, I was going to say you guys just off people on the fly? Good for you guys. Well, yeah, hey. <laughs> We're hardcore up in here. (laughs) Wow. That's why my ass is at home. Self-imposed lockdown because he didn't want to get involved in that gangsta shit. That's right. (laughs) Kevin, how's the podcast going? Because that covers episode. I love the sign song, Run to the Hills. And whoever did that Forever Young song was my two favorites. Okay. Is it So They Say, right? So They Say. Uh Yeah, 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 yeah. I had never heard those two versions before. Yeah, the podcast is going great. In Obscuria, basically, you know, for anybody who's listening that doesn't know, we basically take obscure rock or punk or metal. And some weeks we talk about all three. Some weeks we just talk about certain artists. But we kind of dive into songs that you may either have never heard or things that have just been forgotten. So every week we kind of go through uh, different bands and, and artists and songs that cover that spectrum. Coming out this week, we're going to have a power metal episode which should be pretty interesting because I have a co-host who doesn't know anything. Right. So I period I, or about power metal. Yeah. Well, no, he is a, he is a smart guy. Let me, let me back up. A little bit. <laughs> just, I got the dumbest guy. Wait a second. I got the dumbest guy. You can't have the dumbest guy. Fuck you, Poonie. <laughs> let me reiterate. He doesn't know anything about the episode. So I basically just bring everything on him and he just has to react. He has to sit and listen to it and react. Some weeks he doesn't know anything though. That is <laughs> 
And now you no longer have a co-host. Good job, Kevin. <laughs> I told him I was going to represent as well, too. I've already already screwed that up. <laughs> All right. So before we get into tonight's episode, we, of course, got to do this. It's time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. So tonight's Crank It Up New Music Spotlight comes to us from a band that literally has taken the same amount of time as Guns N' Roses took to put out Chinese Democracy. It's unbelievable that we're actually getting new music. Although, I must say, I did get an earful of new music from a drunken guitar player at a party in Las Vegas (laughs) while I watched the fountains in Bellagio. So I did get a chance to hear just a bit of the song that we're going to hear tonight. I think that is what got played for me. Tony Masalem, tell us a little bit more about tonight's Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. Okay, so uh, real quick, not quite the same schedule as uh, Guns N' Roses. We're not on the literally on the Chinese democracy schedule. We're on about the quarter Chinese democracy schedule. I mean, yes, it has been four years. But anyways, uh, there were complications. And as such, there were repercussions. But anyway, the song for tonight is Smolder. I'm not sure if that's going to come out first or second or third, but it's going to come out. But I guess everybody's going to hear this one first. Wrote it about a year ago about basically my divorce and uh, sent over some basic tracks to Johnny. Johnny's really good at interpreting what I'm after. And he really kind of turned up the volume on it and really made it something I think pretty darn spectacular by our standards anyways, which may mean nothing to anybody else, but it's my favorite song on the record. So uh, hope you all enjoy it.
So that was Smolder by Restrain. You heard Tony talk a little bit about that song. I've been listening to the song now for a few weeks. I got the songs a little bit ahead of time. I enjoy this one. There's two or three more on the record that will be coming that I think are quite spectacular. A little bit more my speed, but this is a great song. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I think I gave you a little bit of feedback regarding that, and there'll be more feedback coming as well. So... And Tony, they can people can find your stuff out there on Spotify and other places, right? Absolutely, yeah. Spotify, pretty much any other streaming. Um, although somebody did message me recently and said we're not on Pandora, we only have the uh, EP on that, so I have to look at that. But does anybody actually use Pandora anymore? I don't think so. But Spotify, yeah, YouTube, Restrain.com. You can buy directly from us. Which, if you like it, please do that because we appreciate that. The new songs are not up yet, but they will be out within the next few weeks. We're probably going to do one at a time leading up to the release of the CD. Yeah, and we'll have all the contact information and links in the show notes for Restrain the Band, so you can find it just by clicking on the links in the show notes. Everyone's got a rock and roll story to tell, and we want to hear yours. So go to our website at growinguprock.com. That's one word. G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K dot com. Or visit us on our Facebook page at Growing Up Rock and tell us all about it. Numbers Trivia 1990 style. We're going to introduce our contestants. And uh, they have no idea what I'm going to ask, so I'm going to ask them last minute here. You are going to tell us something about yourself that most people don't know. So we will start with Tony. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, no. <laughs> okay. Kevin. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Something you don't know. You know this podcast, right, Kevin? You know this goes. <laughs> I got to edit all this you know, shit. What are you I know. Doing? You've already covered everything I do. <laughs> I know, right? Like, what was I supposed to say? <laughs> uh, skip. Skip. Okay. Steven. <laughs> Since I'm part of the dipshit magnum duo, <laughs> there's nothing that the listeners don't know about me. So, uh, you know, I like long walks on the beach and cats and sunsets and, yeah, MD-2020 when it's MD-1010. So there you go. <laughs> Those intros were shit. So thank you very <laughs> much. Garbage. Okay. <laughs> yeah, complete garbage. You can't fix stupid the one part of the trivia that always is a little more confusing, so I want to make sure that I give this to the listeners just to clarify a little bit. I'm going to read a question or a statement or whatever, and each contestant's going to give me an answer, and we're kind of doing it like the price is right. So the closest to the right answer without going over wins, and you get a point for being the closest without going over. You get two points if it's exact. Now, some of the stuff is around Spotify. So just to clarify what a Spotify monthly listener is, it's a unique listener in the last 28 rolling days for a band or an artist. A Spotify listen is a listen over 30 seconds for a song in its entire lifetime or while it's been on Spotify. So to give you an idea, Ed Sheeran has 53.3 million monthly listeners. Brett Michaels has 87,500 Bruce Kulick has 7,104 all-time listens. The Shape of You has 2.54 billion listens. Youth Gone Wild has 43.8 million listens. So just kind of give you an idea of what the numbers feel like 
I would say Youthcon was better than Shape of You, but that is a personal opinion. I'm not sure even if that is shared. Okay. So are we ready? Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in history. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! The first topic is album tracks, and we are going to start with Kevin. Oh, God. What is the average length of the 11 tracks on Detonator by Rat, which was released in 1990? I'm going to go 420. 420. Tony? Three minutes and 57 seconds. 357. Steven? 402. No, bumpkin. Okay, you guys are all over. So the lowest number is 357. We'll go again. Kevin? Go with 325. Tony? 330. 330. Steven? Three minutes. The answer was 350. So Tony wins that one. And that is because the entire CD is 42 minutes and 10 seconds, 11 tracks. But there's a 55-second intro song that reduces all of the average. So 350 was the answer on that one. Second question. Topic is Billboard 100. After the Rain by Nelson was released in 1990, four singles were released. Love and Affection, After the Rain, More Than Ever, Only Time Will Tell. How high did Only Time Will Tell chart the U.S. Billboard 100? And we will start with Tony. That was the ballad, right? Love and Affection, After the Rain, and More Than Ever, I can sing in my head. Only Time Will Tell, I have no idea how it goes. I kind of got it. I mean, Jesus, I haven't listened to that in, well, probably 30 years. But anyway, um, I'm going to say 22. 22. Steven. Was that the fourth single released? Fourth single. Yeah. So I'm going to say, I don't know that tune from Adam, so I can't sing shit about that song. So I'm going to guess 62. 62. Kevin. So I would have to be high to listen to it. Uh, let's see i'll say 55 55 only time will tell got to number 28 damn tony on the billboard 100 now to give you just a little bit of data so love and affection went number one the week that it went number one was september 29th the other 10 songs number 10 was my 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 by johnny gill nine was old girl by paul young Thieves in the Temple Prince was number eight. Mm. Do Me by Belle Biv DeVoe oh, was no. number seven. Something Happened on the Way to Heaven, Phil Collins, was number six. Praying for Time by George Michael. I don't even know what song that is. Was number five. Blaze of Glory was four. Release Me by Wilson Phillips was number three. Close to You by Maxie Priest was number two. Love and Affection was number one. Thieves in the Temple probably should have been number one at that time. Yeah, but, uh, that Maxie uh, Priest song was really good, too. But And it went number one later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these in the temple, yeah. Did it ever get to number one? I don't think so. Although it got to number one on the R&B charts, Thieves in the Temple stalled at number six on the Billboard 100. Prince is awesome. Now back to our show. I just want to know what Kevin was high on. (laughs) Paint thinner. (laughs) He's a huffer. I knew it. That son of a bitch is a huffer. (laughs) All right. Third topic is musicians. Cinderella's Heartbreak Station released in 1990. 
how many credited musicians appear on the album. We will start with Steven. God, a boatload, because I looked at that on Wikipedia not too long ago. I'm going to say 18. 18. Kevin? I'm going to go 12. 12. Tony? Uh, Hold it. When you say credited musicians appeared on the record, are you talking about played on the record that actually wrote some of the stuff or how many songwriting credits are on there? Played on the record. Mm. One. One. Okay. The number is 26. (laughs) (laughs) So Steven gave you a hint that it was a boatload. What the hell's wrong with you? I am the champion. (laughs) I got to give him something. I'm yeah, doing no, I did on the decibel geek game show. <laughs> yeah. Did you win that week, Kevin? You kidding me? I got one point. <laughs> I, I, I won mine. Oh no, Chris killed me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Chris is good about killing everybody, I think. Oh man. Uh, he lost my ass. Yes, Sinzak. I'm talking about your ass. You Ooh. lost. He was yeah. on a losing streak for a little while, but then he redeemed himself and now he's been yeah. on a winning streak for several weeks. Yep. Me and Ian Wadley are tied as worst ever. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to do that here, too. Uh, all right. Fourth topic is just basically labeled crazy. Anthrax released Persistence of Time in 1990. This was the last album with Joey Belladonna until 2011. And then John Bush came in right afterwards. What is the difference in age between Joey and John in days? In days. In days. And we will start with Kevin. 65. <laughs> they were basically born on the same day. All right. That's cool. Tony. 2100. 2100. Okay. Steven. Hold on. I'm Googling it. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to Google it, and then you'd have to do the math. That would take you forever, dude. I can't do math anyway, so there's really no advantage to me Googling it anyway. Exactly, you don't have any toes. Okay, exactly that. I do have toes, but I can't get to them. They're in my mandals right now. (laughs) Uh, Let me see, in days, a thousand days. thousand days. So, the correct answer, Joey Belladonna was born October 30th, 1960. Bush was born August 24th, 63. The correct answer is 1,028 days days mm. and steven won that one too nice kevin you got a big bagel right now dude yeah well like you said i'm just keeping up my appearances <laughs> <laughs> all right fifth topic is spotify data backstreet symphony was released by thunder in 1990 how many monthly listeners did thunder have on june 21st on spotify tony 1500 1500 if it helps you, uh, remember, Bruce Kulik has 7,104. Steven? 175,000. 175,000. Kevin? I'll say 12,000. 12,000. The number on June 21st was 206,857. Mm. Damn. So Thunder has three times as many listeners as Brett Michaels, by the way. Thunder is big in Europe. They've been around forever, and they still play arenas in Europe.
next topic is labeled just morbid. Just Say Ozzy was released in 1990. Randy Castillo was the drummer during the recordings. How old was Randy when he died? Steven. He was fairly young. I'm going to say 36. 36. Kevin. I'll say 47. 47. Tony. 50. 50. Randy was born on December 18th, 1950. Died on March 26, 2002, he was 51. Wow. Good job, Tony. Almost got two points there. Almost. can't remember what my score is. Can you help me out there? Um, zero. Wait, hold on. Add it up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let me see. Carry the six. Yeah, carry the one. Zero. I like that. <laughs> That's what you get for huffing, huffer. <laughs> Next topic is length of album. Tattooed Millionaire was released by Bruce Dickinson, and No Prayer for the Dying was released by Maiden, both in 1990. Put the two albums together, and how long is it? We are going to start with Kevin. Hmm. In minutes? Yep. Taking it? Uh, Could put an hour there and then throw a few minutes in and seconds if you want to. I don't know. 220. Two hours, 20 minutes? Yep. Okay. Tony? Uh, One hour and 44 minutes. One hour and 44 minutes. <laughs> Steven. Uh, what do you want it total in what now? Just tell time. it to me however time. you want to. <laughs> in minutes or what? Time, motherfucker. Whatever time. you want. I'll do the math. <laughs> I say an hour and 40 minutes for both records total. Hour and 40 minutes. So, Tattooed Millionaire plus No Prayer for the Dying was one hour, 43 minutes, and 36 seconds, Tony. <gasps> you missed it by God. 24 seconds. Damn and that it. goes to Steven. Wow. So round up. That's some bullshit. <laughs> Man, you were hey, robbed. Price, you price robbed. Right. That was robbed. BJ Brown. <laughs> okay, here we go. Damn Next it. topic is lyrics. How many unique words are there in the total lyrics of Man in the Box? By Allison Chains. Total lyrics, how many unique words for man in the box? Tony. The fuck kind of question is this? Did you count this? Think but, about what you have to do for this. You have to have all the lyrics. Then you have to get rid of all the repeat words. Oh, and God. then count them. So prepositions only count once. That's right. Everything oh only God. counts once. I have a question. Does ah count as a word or no? That's just I. Yes. That's one word. <laughs> Tony. Okay. I have a number, but I think I'm going to undercut myself, and I'm going to say 29. 29. Steven. 35 words. 35. Kevin. I'll go 80. 80. 80. Okay. So the unique <laughs> words in Man in the Box. And be, beat, box, buried, can, come, deny, dog, eyes, feed, gets, he... I'm in Jesus maker, man, me, my nose now, save, so, sown, shit, shove, shut. The, them, tries, wasted, who, will, won't, you, your, and you've. That is 39 wow. words. Mm. So Stephen wins that one with 35. Wow. Yay. Yay me. I'm brilliant. 80? Kevin, have you heard this song? 
I'm just keeping up my appearances. Remember, how <laughs> I, I gotta throw this. Well, hey, uh, Sonny, can you uh, add up that score again for him, real quick? <laughs> you do understand that words are repeated in a song, right, Kevin? <laughs> Not in my songs. <laughs> Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. Ninth topic is album tracks. Seasons of the Abyss by Slayer was released in 1990. How long is the longest song on the album? Steven. Seven minutes. Seven minutes. Kevin. I hate Slayer, by the way. I'll say 530. 530. Tone. I'm pretty sure it's longer than seven minutes, so I'll just say 7.05. Oh, my God. Kevin actually won one because the longest song on Seasons of the Abyss is six minutes and 34 seconds. Really? Yep. I'm a little surprised. I knew this was my one. This is it. Yeah, and uh, it's actually the title track, Seasons of the Abyss. Did we lose Tony? We lost Tony for a few minutes. He blamed the internet, but we believe that he either had to visit the water closet or went and got another mango-flavored White Claw. Yes, he is a 50-year-old man that drinks White Claw. What happened to you, dude? I, I don't know. I think the shock, like, blew something in my computer that Kevin got something right, and it just, it just short-circuited everything. Thank you. 3,000 miles away. Yeah, I don't know. It's unbelievable. So 10th topic is going to be miscellaneous trivia. Styx released Edge of the Century. It was the only album with Glenn Burtnick, who replaced basically the best member of the band. CD has 10 songs and is 42 minutes and 50 seconds long. How long are all the songs put together that Glenn sang lead vocal on? So there's 10 songs. It's 42 minutes and 50 seconds long in its entirety. Glenn sang some of the lead vocals, replacing Tommy Shaw for some strange reason. Obviously, Tommy had better things to do. How long were all those songs put together? Kevin? 15 minutes. Tony? Six. Six minutes. Steven? Ten. Ten. The answer is 16.05. Wow. So Kevin won back-to-back points there. He sang four songs, Love is the Ritual, Edge of the Century, All in a Day's Work, and World Tonight. All four are complete shit. Love is the Ritual's decent song. That's the only one. I liked Love is the Ritual. I've never heard this album. Hated it. So scoring update. Kevin has two. Tony has three. And Steven has five. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You let Steven win, you guys. That's it. I you mean, can pay me later, Steven. It's okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Check's in the mail, baby. Check is in the mail. Okay, to go with our 11th question here, this topic is just crazy again. Holy Water by Bad Company was released in 1990. Third album with Brian Howe. The original singer was Paul Rogers. What is the age difference <laughs> between Paul Rogers and Brian Howe in days? Oh boy. Tony. God. Man, I don't think it's very far apart, honestly. I'm going to say 200. 200. Steven. In days, I'm going to say, let me get my calculator out here. 362 times, I'm going to say. What the fuck is 362? Uh, 
352 days. Sorry. Them Nars bumped 352 times. 352. I'm going to say 2,816. All right. 2816. Kevin. 1,095. 1,095. Kevin is on a tear because the correct answer is 1313. Rogers, December 17th, 1949. Howell was born July 22nd, 1953. Rest in peace, Brian Howe. Indeed. I like that album. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it is a good album. Isn't that, uh, we saw Ace Fraley open for them, right, Tom? Kaiser Auditorium, I'm thinking? Uh, I think so. Yeah. That's the show that you went to with Curdy where he was getting beat up in the front. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I see it. You just missed it. Next topic is Money Talks. ACDC, The Razor's Edge, was released in 1990. On eBay, there is an album flat available, autographed by all five members, Angus, Malcolm, Brian, Cliff, and Chris Slade. How much is the buy it now price in Australian dollars? Motherfucker. <laughs> now, I will tell you that the exchange rate on June 21st was $1.46 Australian to $1 US, if that helps you. We are looking for an album flat price that is autographed by all five in Australian dollars. Buy it now price on eBay. Steven. Do you screw you? We're not in Australia. It's American dollars here, damn it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say... It's a buck forty six per dollar in Australia. <laughs> Take away the one. Carry the three. Keep three. Carry the four. Divide it by four. Square rooted. Skip the pinky toe. Square root of thirty five, and then you draw the one over. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's three donkeys and two eggplants. And sixty dollars Australian. So is, am I putting down sixty dollars in? I don't know what I'm putting down. <laughs> well, that's what you asked for, isn't it? All right, I'll put down three donkeys Ooh. and whatever. Two beers and sixty bucks. All right, whatever. Kevin. I'll just go ten grand. Ten 
<laughs> for an album. What the hell, dude? <laughs> oh my god, dude. Is it, is it it's a in gold? <laughs> Even if it was dipped in gold, it wouldn't be worth that. Oh my god. Well, you couldn't read the signatures anyway. <laughs> so Tony, how about you? Okay, so Steven said a donkey, three eggplants, like eight papayas <laughs> and sixty bucks. Is that right? I'll take $61. $61. Okay. So Tony won that one <laughs> because the price is $1,295 US. I almost $1,897 Australian. There's no way that I would pay $1,200 for an album flat. Not even an album, just the freaking flat. Well, clearly nobody has. That's why it's buy it now and that shit's still sitting there. Dude, I just bought it for 10 grand. I just got it. <laughs> hey, whoever has that listed, contact Kevin at in Australia. <laughs> Angus is listening right now, going, "Hey, go up that price. Somebody will pay ten grand <laughs> in some place called Georgia." <laughs> okay, next topic: album tracks. "Stick It Live" by Slaughter was released in 1990. It's an EP. Mm. Add up. All the letters of the titles of the songs on the EP. What number do you get, Kevin? How did you come up with this? Why do you come up with this shit? Are you that seriously bored? I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, you, this one question alone. Seriously, on the fly shit. I don't. I don't know. What is wrong with you? And we were watching TV while I was doing it. Nicole's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm coming up with questions to a trivia game. She goes, while you're watching TV? I'm like, hey, I can't do it while it's quiet. He's like Rain Man. <laughs> are you telling us how many tracks are on this thing? Uh, no, because I'd be giving it away. But I told you it was an EP. True. Look, Coke dealer. You can't figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> He's a huffer. Get it right. Oh, man, 30. 30. Okay. Tony. Hmm. Fody. Fody, Stephen. Is it letters or words? Letters. Correct. Letters. Um, 50. 50. The correct answer is 54. Oh. So that one's going to go to Stephen. It was a five-song EP, Burning Bridges, Eye to Eye, Fly to the Angels, Up All Night, and Loaded Gun. So. I couldn't remember the damn songs. I knew Fly to the Angels was on that stupid thing, and that's a buttload of letters <laughs> itself. <laughs> okay, next topic is on tour. Painkiller released in 1990 by Priest. Mm-hmm. How many shows did Priest play in 1990 for Painkiller? Tony. 23. 23. Steven. 63. Kevin. I'm going to go 10. 10. The number is 49. Tony got that one. They played eight on October, 23 in November. And 18 in December. Oh, see, I thought you said just November. That's why I said 23. Uh, whatever. That's, that's what you still got it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> 15th question here. Billboard 100. Crazy World by Scorpions released in 1990. Four singles were released. Tease Me, Please Me. Yes, I said, tease me, please me. What do you want me to do? Don't believe her, wind of change, and send me an angel. How high did send me an angel get on the U.S. Billboard 100, Stephen? 
I can tell you it did not get to number one. 50. 50. Kevin? I'm going to say 15. 15. Tony? 23. 23. Just going to keep saying 23. <laughs> what? And it worked because the number is 44. It got to <laughs> yeah. number 44. I know it didn't get as high as winds have changed. That's for damn sure. So. <laughs>
Okay, you're gonna love this one. Oh, I'm sure. Music in movies. Blaze of Glory was released in 1990 as a soundtrack to Young Guns 2. What is the timestamp in the movie when John makes his cameo appearance? What is wrong with you? <laughs> Kevin, you're first. <laughs> to help you out, it's about a 90-minute movie, if you haven't seen it. I just saw it the other day. I saw I got the timestamp. Do you remember the cameo appearance? I, don't remember I do not remember him being in this movie. I do. Yeah. So he was, remember how they were shoveling shit down into the little jail thing they had in the ground? And when the lynch mob came, the thing opened up and he snuck out and then he got shot in the head and then he went back down <laughs> in the thing. He lasted for about three seconds. I, I don't remember this movie at all. I'll just go 45 minutes. 45 minutes. Tony. 23. <laughs> Steven. 35. Unbelievable. <laughs> Tony, Tony, Got that one again. Tony wins again. <laughs> 30 minutes and 11 seconds <laughs> is when he made this. Wow. Oh, I can guarantee you the next answer is not 23. Okay. okay. So we're going to put this in the just crazy bucket like the last one wasn't. You mean like all of the previous questions, right? <laughs> <laughs> Winger released in the heart of the young in 1990. Kip Reb. Rod and Paul. That's the guys, right? Kip was born in Denver. Reb born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, here we go. Rod was born in New York City. Paul was born in San Francisco. So how many miles is it if I wanted to travel from Denver to Pittsburgh to New York to San Francisco? And the first person to go is Tony. No. Um, <laughs> now say 23, bitch. Definitely not. <laughs> okay, so it was Denver to Pittsburgh to New York to San Francisco? Yeah. Okay. You've been to all those places, right? I don't know if you've been to Pittsburgh. 5,100. 5,100. Steven. 4,500. 4,500. Kevin. 5,200. 5,200. The correct answer is 4,744 miles. Damn it. And sure. Steven won that one. Aren't you embarrassed? <laughs> Number 18. Spotify is the topic. Damn Yankees released their self-titled album in 1990. How many overall listens did High Enough get in the 20 days between June 21st and July 10th? How many times was High Enough listened more than 30 seconds in the 20 days between June 21st and July 10th? Hmm. Steven. Why do you always start with me, man? I've been going down the thing always. <laughs> always starting with me, trying to bring me down, man. Um, I'm going to say 19,000. 19,000. Kevin? I'm going to say 4,700. 4,700. Tony? Oh, well, I mean, I'll just go with 20,000. 20,000. On June 21st, High Enough had 20,842,488 listens. What? On July 10th, it had 21,237,370 listens. So in 20 days, it picked up 394,882 listens. Mm -hmm. So Tony it, picked up that one. It got added to a playlist somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure it's added to several playlists. That's right. Uh -huh. Next topic is length of album with a twist. Five-man acoustical jam by Tesla. 
has 14 songs on it. We can subtract out the two shitty songs. We can work it out in Mother's Little Helper. Watch. I'm going to get hate mail now because they're two yeah, shitty songs. Why are they send your hate mail to restrained at hotmail. No, no, no. Sonny <laughs> don't know shit at gmail.com. I'm setting it up right after this podcast is over. Yep. So fine man, acoustical jam, 14 songs. We're going to subtract. We can work it out. And mother's little helper. How long is the album that's left over? Kevin. I'll go 62 minutes, 62 minutes. Tony. Hmm. Pretty good guess. I'm going to say 52 minutes, 52 minutes. Steven. Subtract the two songs. I'm going to say 60 minutes even. 60 minutes even. The number is 61 minutes, 40 seconds. Just missed it there, Kevin. Steven got that one too. Boom. Okay, for the 20th question, and then we will get a scoring update. This one's lyrics. Flesh and Blood by Poison was released in 1990. That absolutely brutal fucking song on Skinny Bop is on it. How many times is the word bop said in the song? Tony. Bop, 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 bop. Yeah, I know. Bop, 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 bop. bop. Oh, and by the way, don't let Sonny fool you about saying how horrible that song was. When he was a stripper back in 1991, (laughs) this was his big, like, come out song, right? Just let you you guys know. Oh, he Um, came out all right. Oh, yeah, he did. I didn't didn't say where he was stripping. Um, (laughs) I'm going to say it's not 23, it's 43. 43. Steven. Man, it's a lot. I'm going to say 50. 50. Kevin. Say 49. Uh, No, bumpkin. 49. You guys are way too high. So the lowest number we got is 43. Tony. 23. 23. Steven. (laughs) 30. 30. Kevin. 27. 27. The number is 33. Mm. Steven got that one. To clarify, Sonny's song was not Unskinny Bop. It was Don't Char by the Pussycat Dolls. It goes something like this. Don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? Don't you wish your girlfriend was a freak like me? Don't you? Don't you wish your girlfriend was raw like me? Don't you wish your girlfriend was fun like me? Don't you? Don't you? feeling. Nicole Scherzinger is so hot. Get it right, restained boy. So, scoring update. Five, carry the one. Subtract one, <laughs> two donkeys, <laughs> three eggplants, and yeah. subtract the avocado. So, Kevin, your score is three. Yay. Tony's <laughs> at eight. Steven's at nine. Oof. Don't worry, Kevin. We got participation awards afterwards. As our buddy Steve Harvey would say, it's anybody's That's game. Funny. He says that every show. Every single time. We every got single a time. For you today, folks. <laughs> it's me and Steve Harvey. Yeah. All right. Number 21. Miscellaneous trivia. Led Zeppelin released a box set that had four CDs. Mm. It's actually the only Led Zeppelin product I own, period. How many songs are in the box set? Steven. Which box set was this? 
Is that the one with the um, crop circles and stuff? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. How many songs? Ooh, he's Googling. No, I'm not Googling. Not Four yet. CDs. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say 45 songs. 45 songs. Kevin. I'll say 48. 48. Tony. Jesus Christ. I guess I'll say 49. 49. The number is 54. Mm, mm, mm. Good job, Tony. I'm undercover deep now. This is deep. I'm going deeper. I don't want no more money or nothing, but I'm going deep, 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 deep undercover. So you sign that for me, and I'm going so deep, sir, you not even know where I, people are going to try to page me. Axel, and I, no answer, because I'm going to be deep undercover. We had to go deep for this one. And I oh, mean, oh, now you're deep. going deep. We're going deep here. Okay. So this is chart positions, is the topic here. Lock Up the Wolves by Dio was released in 1990. We had to go deep to find the chart that it hit. So how high did the album chart on the Oricon Japanese album charts? Okay. And that number is out of 100. We will start with Kevin. I'll say 80. 80. Tony. On the which chart? Oricon Japanese album charts. How about 150? It's out of 100, you dumbass. I said that twice. (laughs) All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. right, right. What'd Kevin say? He said 80. Okay, I'll say 23. (laughs) 23. Steven. 50. 50. The number is 70. So Steven won that one. Good job, sir. Painful. That one's for you, Rowan Robertson. Hey, this is Rowan Robertson, and you're listening to Steve and Sonny on the Growing Up Rock podcast. Crank it up.
next one is Spotify data. Pantera released Cowboys from Hell in 1990. How many overall listens did the title track Cowboys from Hell have on Spotify on July 10th? Tony. Just on that one day? No, total through July 10th. So to give you an idea, remember we said Youth Gone Wild has 43.8 million listens. How many listens on July 10th did Cowboys from Hell have on Spotify? Okay. I'm going to say 70,000. 70,000. Steven? 15,000. 15,000. Kevin? I'm going to go high. I'm going to say 100,000. 100,000. Okay. Let me reread the question. (laughs) Pantera released an album called Cowboys from Hell. How many overall listens does the title track have as of July 10th? The answer is 125,860,000. I meant to say several million. Yeah. Well, Kevin won that one. So I don't really care what you meant to say. <laughs> I was thinking there was a time frame. No, I, I meant million because I was basing it on Youth Gone Wild, and it was more than what Youth Gone Wild had. Well, you didn't say that. I was reading the text. <laughs> I was thinking it's not as as popular as high enough, so it couldn't possibly be. Okay, next one is album tracks. Wicked Sensation by Lynch Mob has 12 songs. They absolutely did them as shitty as possible on the Monsters of Rock Cruise. As absolute possible, by the way. They were okay the second night on the pool stage. No, they were not okay. Good. Yeah, they were all right on the no, pool stage. No, whatever. they were not good. You didn't even go see it. Wicked Sensation. Has 12 songs. Add up all the letters in the song titles, and how many letters do you get? And we're starting with Steven. Let's say 120. 120. Kevin? I'll say 50. 50. Tony? 55. 55 on 12 songs. What do you guys think? This, these songs are named The and <laughs> Rain. The answer is 156. Ah. <laughs> Steven got that one. Good Lord, 50 for 12 songs? Well, you know, why not? You say that swear 12 times, it's not 50. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Next one, we're just going to label just crazy. Good luck with this one. I I don't know what to tell you. Notice I have not repeated one album yet for a question because there were so many albums released in 1990. Recycler by ZZ Top was released in 1990. Add up. All the ages of the musicians and the songwriters that appear on the album. And what number do you get? And we are starting with Kevin. I'll say 170. 170, Tony. I assume you mean their ages when it came out, right? That's correct. Okay. I'm going to say 312. 312. Steven. That's tough. I don't think ZZ Top uses a whole bunch of extra musicians, so I think we're almost talking about the three of them, maybe one or two others, guest appearances and stuff, and they were probably in their 40s when they recorded this, maybe, so 120 times would be three of them, and then add some for extra musicians. What did you say, Kevin, 170? 170. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 60. The number is 122 because there was only three musicians on that album. Billy, Dusty, and Frank. Frank and Dusty were 41. Billy is 40. Or whether co-writers or anything, huh? Nothing. 
thought maybe they would have like maybe a pedal slide player or something like that. Who knows? But so Steven got that one too. Hey, it's Marco Scott from Trickster hanging out with my good buddy Steven Michael right here on Growing Up Rock Podcast. Check it out and turn it up, baby. 26th question is a Billboard 100 question. Trickster first album, three singles were released. Give it to me good, one in a million, and surrender. How high did one in a million get on the U.S. Billboard 100? Tony. One in a million? Yep. All right. I don't think that one did that well. 53. 53. Steven. 25. 25. Kevin. 42. 42. The number is 75. Wow. So Tony got that one. Good job, sir. I thought that song did a lot better than that. I remember he got a lot of MTV love. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Which in those days equaled freaking Top 40 Radio. Hey, everybody. This is Dave Minichetti from YMT. You're listening to Growing Up Rock with Steven in Hollywood. Next question. We'll just put it in the crazy bucket. Y&T released 10 in 1990. The recording was done by five members, Manichetti, Phil Kenamore, Steph Burns, and then Jimmy DeGrasso and Steve Smith split the drum duties. How old were they at the time when the release came out in early 1990 put together? All five. Jesus. Steven. I can't do math that quick, dude. Let me see. Carry the one, add two donkeys, (laughs) subtract the eggplant. Uh, Here, let me just do quick math here. (laughs) Were we allowed to bring calculators to this thing? Why not? I have an abacus. Is that all right? I'm going to say 200. 200. Kevin. I will say 180. 180. Tony. Ah, That was my guess, so I guess I'll say 181. Disappointed! 181. You guys are too high. So the lowest number we got is 180. We're going to go again with Steven. 170. 170. Kevin. 165. 165. Tony. 100. 100. So at the album release in early 1990, Manichetti was 36, Kenamore was 35, Steph Burns was 30, DeGrasso was 27, and Steve Smith was 35, which adds up to 163. So that one is tone. Damn, DeGrasso screwed everything up by being 27. Uh-huh. I knew his ass was young. <laughs> Fucker. Okay, next topic is on tour. Steve Vai released Passion of Warfare in May of 1990. I saw Whitesnake with Steve Vai on back-to-back nights in May. How many gigs did Whitesnake play in 1990 total? Oof. Kevin. 50. 50. Tony. Were you with me on those gigs? I definitely was at the Cal Expo gig. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. don't remember if I was at the other one. Yeah. Um, so you said, okay, Passion Warfare came out in 90. Yeah. And then how many gigs did Whitesnake play in 90? Yep. And you did not specify if Steve Vai was in the band or not. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Let's just say. You're overthinking it there, pal. Uh, totally. 100. 100. <laughs> Steven. Yeah, I think they play a lot of shows. White Snake typically plays a ton of shows. 80. 80. The number is 95. Oh, come on. <laughs> so 80 is going to take that one. Biscuit eating bulldog. <laughs> okay, so to give you, because there's two questions left, and I'm going to give you a scoring update here because it's a very interesting scoring update. Brutal. So first of all, Kevin's got four. 
<laughs> Look at it as a 400% increase of your decimal geek score. Exactly. <laughs> Tony has 11 and Steven has 13. So Tony's uh, got to get the next two on. to tie. All right. <laughs> the next one is Spotify data. Ingvi Momstein released Eclipse in 1990. How many monthly listeners did Ingve lose <laughs> from 621 to 710? So in 20 days, how many monthly listeners did Ingve Momstein lose? Mm. I guess he's not a COVID hit. I'm not exactly sure why he's losing them. Uh, you would have to ask him that question. And we are going to Tony first. Of course you are. 23,000. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy lost wow. over a thousand That's a day. Right. <laughs> okay. Steve. Just for being him. <laughs> anyway, I can't imagine that he lost that many. I'm going to say. In 23 days, what's the question again? 20 days, how many monthly listeners did anybody lose? 10 grand. 10 grand. Kevin? I'll say 2,000. 2,000. Okay. So first of all, let me tell you how many monthly listeners he has on June 21st. 370,130. Michaels has 83,000. So what's that? 5X? Okay. So he had 37130. On June 21st. You know you already lost me, right? Yeah. (laughs) On July 10th, he had 344,831. He lost 25,299 listeners in 20 days. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Damn. Good job, Tom. I done told you. I done told you. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Miscellaneous trivia. Tone gets this one. It's a tie. Kevin gets this one as a spoiler. Steve gets it. It's a win. Mm, mm, mm. River Dogs released their CD in 1990. Lead guitarist is Vivian Campbell. Mm. What year was he born? Steven. Viv was born in 19. 19- I'm glad you didn't start with 18. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for starting with 19 to clarify. I'm going to say 1962. Okay, Kevin. Say 1958. 1958 and Tony. Damn it. Steven said what? 1962. He said 58. Yep. Uh, 58 fucked me up. Uh, <laughs> it's so painful. It's it so is. It's so fun. damn painful. <laughs> All right. Well, because I wanted to say 57, but I'm going to say 59 because i don't want to be stupid about cutting myself off so to end it with a bang somebody hit it right on the nose okay and it was steven 1962 dog vomit so boom steven wins (laughs) good job bumpkin (laughs) (laughs) he ended up actually winning by three because he nailed the last one dead on Good job, Steven. Very hey, nice good job, job, Kevin. He got points. I got points. <laughs> I got more than one point. Yeah. Kevin, what is up with you? I'm still stuck on how 12 songs have 50 letters. Well, you know, I have no idea. I don't think I was listening to the question very well. 
That's the one you're stuck on. I'm stuck on the freaking album flat for ten thousand dollars. <laughs> I just bought it. I'm telling you, I got it. <laughs> yeah, you didn't see him. He's trying to snipe it. How much is that album flat? Ten thousand dollars. That sounds like a deal. That is a bargain. That is a bargain for me. Let me get just Angus and Chris Slade's autograph. How much for that? <laughs> That's good. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. What if you scratch out Chris Slade? <laughs> save me two thousand dollars, <laughs> or does it just save me twenty dollars? What a bargain! That's a bargain for me. I think I would buy some. So, guys, you have fun. I know it's a little crazy, but uh, you actually have a shot. It's basically just guessing numbers. Clearly, that's the only way Stephen was going to win anything nope. ever. <laughs> Ever because it is nothing but a guest game. Hundred percent. That was fun, man. That was like thanks, thanks. I think really what this is is a look inside Sonny's brain. <sighs> how in the hell do you come up with this? It's scary. Yeah, you, you really you really don't want to go too deep in there. I've been there. I already know. <laughs> Kevin, we got two awards for you. One is most improved and one is participation. Ooh. Good job. I got a whole shelf of participation trophies. <laughs> oh, is that what all that is? That's what all this. <laughs> I like the flags on the I ceiling. Like the that's a good idea. Thanks. Yeah, that's representing my people, Korea. And, oh yeah, in Japan, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You wanted the best, you got the best. The hottest band in the world, Kiss. It's time for your historic moment on Growing Up Rock. Okay, so for the historic moment, we looked for a KISS compilation in 1990, and I found a cover compilation. Mm-hmm. It's called Hard to Believe, a KISS covers KISS tribute album with all kinds of tracks by underground independent punk bands from the late 80s. Nirvana and Melvins were amongst them. But the one you're going to hear is a trio by the Smelly Tongues, Parasite. <laughs>
Kevin, you've heard that version before. I know you hate the Nirvana song. I hate it too. <laughs> yeah, the Nirvana cover is just horrible. But yeah, I used to own that. And uh, I ha- actually, it's one of those CDs that I have no idea what happened to it. It just disappeared from my collection. I don't think anybody would steal that because only <laughs> people like us would even want that. But yeah, I used to own that a long time ago. I think I still got uh, Sabotage albums I took from Tone. I don't know why I took them. I should give them back. Because <laughs> they're barely listened to, trust me. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Florida's best, man. Exactly. So, Kevin, tell us a little bit about the swear because you guys have been around a little while. You guys been on TV shows and stuff? We've had a lot of opportunity to get film placements over the years, and uh, especially MTV. I joined the band in 2004. They had just started. I'm actually the second bass player, but I pretty much played the, the entire time. But right around 05, 06, we just started getting all these placements and it was just lucky for us, but we were on a ton of the MTV shows at the time. We got handpicked for Rescue Me. We got handpicked for that one, and that was pretty cool. Uh, we were on Smallville, and both those shows had the same song. On Smallville, we had a vampire fight scene with Superman. That's pretty cool. And then on Rescue Me, it was a parent looking for the son's drugs buried in his room while our song was playing. So, yeah, it was a pretty cool uh, placements. Now, Kevin, can you describe the band a little bit? What would you say your band is like? Yeah, so, I mean, we all kind of have, we're four people with different backgrounds, but we all have a love of punk rock. But I would never tell anybody we sound like punk. I would say it's more of a Foo Fighters type of band with a girl singing. And that may not represent us, but that's about as close as I can get. Because it's got an edge, but it also has uh, some pop sensibilities to it. Like I said, we've been around since 2004, and we've played all over the country and been fortunate to play with Skid Row. We did a short stint of one of their tours with them and just had a lot of great opportunities over the years. And and now we took some time off. Our singer moved to Nashville a couple of years ago, and she does the whole country thing as well. And she called me up, I think it was last year, and said, I need to get back to The Rock. And so we got back to The Rock and went to Nashville and recorded. And now we have a, a release this year, first one in seven years, actually. You're on the Chinese democracy thing, too. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see? I've had the opportunity to spend a little time with your new record coming out as well, and I think it fits uh, nicely into the theme for the month, 1990. I think that it's very reminiscent of that time period and that type of music from that crossover punk to alternative to rock, and it kind of fits in that whole genre a little bit to me anyway. I can dig that. So East Nashville, Rachel sings backup. Is he living in Nashville right now and just comes over one day to get a beer or what's going on? there? (laughs) Yeah. So he writes with our singer, Elizabeth. So they do some writing, co-writing on on different things. And she actually guested on an EP for Skid Row. I think the two EPs ago, she guested uh, vocals on that. So he given the favor back to us and, and he really liked that song. So that's one that I wrote. So I'm, can scratch that one off my bucket list. Rachel Bolden was on a song that I wrote. That's and, nice. and you got a real job. So I know we joked that you're the Coke dealer. There's a reason we joked that, but uh, you got a real job. Like you can't get in a van and go on tour right now. Can you? Well, I don't think anybody can. Well, I mean, you know, even if we were able to, <laughs> no, it's weekend warrior for me, but everybody else in the band is what you know, I'm going to do air quotes, uh, a real musician, except for me. So <laughs> I do the weekend warrior thing.
appreciate you guys joining us for this crazy look into Hollywood's brain, which, to be honest, nobody really should have to do. I fear for his wife, Nicole. Can you imagine Hollywood when he gets to be about 70 years old? That son of a bitch, man. He's going to be dangerous. <laughs> he qu- <laughs> Wait a second. I'm the second oldest on this four. This is not good. <laughs> <laughs> It's well, a- Stephen's 83 already, right? <laughs> In dog years, yes. That is true. Hey, Sonny, tell everybody what your wife said when you were putting all this together, what you texted us. Oh, yeah. So I'm sitting there, and we're watching TV, and I'm working on questions. So I'm jumping in and out of Wikipedia and iTunes and listening to a song. They're rewinding, listening to a song, rewinding, <laughs> scratching stuff off. She was like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I, I have a hard time just doing like one thing. I can't like, for whatever reason, I feel like I'm wasting time if I'm only doing just one thing. So I said, well, let me bounce some of these questions off you. Because one of the things that I end up doing, which I get a lot of heartache from the listeners, I get it, is I'll make the questions too hard on some of the trivia stuff. Because when you're making up the questions, if you've ever made something like that, you're worried it's going to be too easy. And you've looked at it so much that it feels like it's too easy. Right. So you end up making it a little bit ultra hard. So I'm like, well, you know, this numbers trivia thing isn't really supposed to be something where you have to be a super music nerd to be able to do. So Nicole is not a super music nerd. So let me bounce it off of her. So I start reading the question. She's like, you're just stupid. I feel sorry for anybody who's got to play this game and just stopped answering me. I'm like, babe, just take a number of guests. She goes, I'm not even just that's just stupid. You're stupid too. I'm pretty sure that's what every podcaster's wife says to them. I'm going to text her right now and tell her she's right. Sonny's stupid. <laughs> That's a foregone conclusion. Anyway. She already knows. Yeah. Sonny does a good job. Sonny, you ought to start your own podcast, man. Oh, Jesus. Don't start with that crap. Okay. Although we appreciate all the feedback from the listeners, and I get tons of feedback. We both do. This whole thing about me doing my own podcast, that ain't happening ever. I do not got the time. Like, I only edit maybe one out of every 10 episodes as it is. And even when I do that, I'm like, how many days do I got to edit this thing? Right? So I get to do basically what I want on this podcast. I don't need to go do my own podcast. That's for damn sure. And when I want to talk about like Hall Notes, I'll just jump on some other podcast and do it. So it's okay. So Tone, stop sending me messages about my own podcast. (laughs) Definitely not me. I said your daughter needs her own podcast, not you. It's all good. We appreciate each and every one of the listeners. We truly do. Uh, We have a good time doing this, and we are always having a good time when we're able to invite some uh, friends along to join in the festivities. Tony, you want to give your band a plug? So, yeah, it's restrained, spelled with a Y instead of the I. Please find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, uh, everywhere you find music and others type situations. We have restrain.com also where you can get merchandise and uh, your music directly from us. And if you do it from us, we'll give you, you know, some extra swag in the bag. We'll sign stuff, whatever you want. And it's always appreciated. So thank you guys. And thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. All that shit will be in the show notes. All those links will be in the show notes. Go check it out and support the band Restrain. They got some kick-ass music out there. Kevin, you want to plug your podcast and your band? In Obscuria podcast. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, we are there. You could also go to inobscuria.com. And then the swear, 
theswear.com, or you can go to theswear.bandcamp.com to get our latest release called The Clinic in the Sane out on July 17th. Seven songs. Go check it out. All that shit will be in the show notes as well. We'll put all the links to make it easy. And in case you don't know what show notes is, just scroll on down after the episode in your Apple podcast or whatever podcast app you're using. You'll see links to all this stuff that we're talking about. Sonny, you want to say anything else before we get the hell on out of here? Thanks for being good sports guys. And for the shuffle, rattle and roll, we are going to play a song off the new album, Rachel Bolin on backing vocals called East Nashville. So check it out. Enjoy the swear people. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you. See ya later. Get ready to shuffle, rattle and roll. Play us out, boys. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.